Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. No tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. You're listening to Bandwagons. Back again. Here we are. Um, we're doing a bit of a 180 on last week's episode. Nice and upright and breezy. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to be talking about all things drag and drag culture. This is a bandwagon myself and Breed are both on, so I'm delighted I'll be able to give a bit of a dig out this episode as well, as opposed to just being like, I've never watched that like last yeah. week. Um, but who better to talk about it with us than international superstar and biological woman, Victoria's Secret. <laughs> International superstar, maybe in like bow breaking or something like that. I mean, I'll take it for sure. Thanks so much for joining us. We I'm really super excited. It. I mean, I, I have many bandwagons of my own, but uh, drag has been one for 15 years. I'm not sure if that's a bandwagon because it's quite a long time, but like it probably wa- wasn't when you started. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, starting was told by accident. I I just was like that looks really fun, let's do it. And I definitely didn't expect to be doing it 15, I think it's 16 years now, but I'm oh, trying, uh, I mean, to say that it just, as the years go up, you're like, oh, do I really have to say that in many years? <laughs> um, for the uninitiated, if you just want to, if you were to describe drag as an art and a performance to someone who has no idea, how would you describe it? I think that drag is like the ultimate one woman show. So you have to do hair, makeup, be on stage, potentially write material. Um, some people sing, most people lip sync, certainly in like the, in Ireland anyway. Um, you're the performer, you're your own manager. It is a lot of things in one role, which is, I think, kind of insane. And that's why it isn't always for everyone as well. It's not going to happen for everyone because unless you can be 
kind of the Katie Price of the world. Like, <laughs> like Katie Price does not get enough credit. She's had lines of like equestrian wear, many books, none of which she definitely wrote. Um, she has had like the original merch, probably you could call it that. And, you know, all from this one page three photo. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so it's all branding. I feel like drag queens can really aspire to be Katie Price, basically. <laughs> it's a good queen, goal to have. Queen yeah. of reinvention. Yeah. yeah. Um, tell us a little bit yourself you're saying you've been doing it for so long yeah tell us about this journey between starting and sitting with us here right now for sure like I I, I mean I found myself in an art college and this is the the truth I, I have said it before but like it's a I was boring in comparison to all these people and I expected to come out in whatever year that was I think it was like 12 years ago so you can do the math and <laughs> um I I just was like, I, I expected to come out and, you know, I, it was a really big deal for me and for people to be like, oh my God, you know, and I was just not that interesting. Like, really, yeah. I was like, <laughs> okay, nobody cares in our college. They're all crazy and doing their own thing. And then I was trying definitely to get attention. I mean, the outfits that I was wearing, like, into my lectures were like head to toe baby blue <laughs> with like red highlights. And I can't imagine doing that anymore. But uh, I think drag was part of me, one, discovering gay culture and like, to, you know, finding an outlet to be a bit more creative and, and out there. Um, and from that, I did one or two gigs. And honestly, I fell into it. I know, like, um, people starting drag now are really, you know, career focused. We want this career. We want that. But I sometimes wonder if it's more healthier to start as like a hobby and to really develop a love for it than to go, I want to be, you know, a superstar. Yeah. And that's what happened. I was awful for so many years. I actually read something um, last week that somebody wrote about me saying I was a mess in ill-fitted uh, clothes up until like two years ago and now I'm full on glam. Now, firstly, I don't think I'm full on glam, but I thought that was like, okay, two years ago, I didn't think I was that bad. But, uh, um, but yeah. applies to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the internet's fun, right? People can say anything and you don't know who they are. Um, so it, it, it's been a long road. I mean, eyebrows, people want them to be sisters. Mine were definitely not cousins. They hadn't even met before. You know, not even drunkly on a night out and forgotten so it was it was a long road to figuring out where I could be as a performer because again my mum obviously hated me because she never sent me to dance class <laughs> and uh, like you have to figure out who you are as a performer and who you are as a queen um, but I absolutely love it and that's probably why you've been so successful it's because you're doing what you love I th honestly I think I am really good at a lot of things but not the best at anything particular if that makes sense but I think if you are good enough at a lot of things and you have enough um like wanting you to uh, to achieve something you can do anything yeah you and know? do you like class yourself as like a looks queen or a comedy queen or do you just you see yourself as an all-rounder I have never thought or do about people that. do that I just think I, yeah I think I think my looks have been getting better um and for the gods. people People say I'm really funny, but I don't make an attempt to be funny. But, um, oh God, that sounds really mad, doesn't it? People say I'm really funny. <laughs> no, you're I just said you're definitely a comedy queen, if not, uh, like, among other things. I, to be honest, I think it's the Irish humour in yeah. me. And especially, like, uh, when I did the Miss Cracker tour, I was getting so many messages every day after the show saying, oh my God, you're hilarious. And I was like, no, this is just English people seeing what Irish yeah. humour truly is <laughs> yeah. like. This is pub culture here, do you know what yeah. I mean? Where I'm saying whatever is gas in my head and they don't even know what the word gas means. Like, for real, they're like, what does gas mean? I'm like, 
funny. That's it. Yeah. So, um, so I think it is that classic Irish gift of the gab that yeah. seems to like carry over well into drag and not being afraid to say certain things because drag does give you a license to be a bit of a mouthy bitch, basically. <laughs> You've noticed a big difference though between like Irish audiences and UK audiences in terms of how they receive drag and I suppose even in terms of performers like... Yeah, I have to say when I first performed in the UK, I was shook. I felt very fish out of water um, because I'd gone from a scene that is primarily lip sync based and we... We really celebrate lip sync here in Ireland. It's much more like the American scene in that way. Whereas um, English drag has grown up on live singing. Now I use the term singing lightly because you know <laughs> you don't have to be a best the best singer to yeah. achieve great things in drag over there. In fact, sometimes it really helps if you're not a great singer. I am definitely not, but I have no aspirations to sing either unless I'm a little bit too drunk. Um, and I kind of was like, how, where do I fit in in here? And like, I was getting bookings to go over and I kind of wasn't 100% sure. I definitely feel like I'm the last one. I kind of, right, I know what works a bit more there because it's, it's definitely different. Um, But then even just hearing the girls from the UK on the mic, they're so different. And I think different can be good as well. I think, uh, I think what people have responded to is that I'm different to them. So it feels yeah. maybe a bit fresh, if yeah. that makes sense. What do you think is the biggest misconception about doing drag, even as a job or as a hobbyist? I think many people think we sit around all day and just go to the bar and do our gigs. And I wish, like I absolutely wish. I mean, every day, just basing it on the most recent tour, we were getting to the venue, like your hair needs to be cleaned every day, especially when you're performing to drag race audiences, because God, they are really much harder on you do you know the kind of way I would clean my hair you know you know every three four gigs which is a total lie basically that's like (laughs) eight gigs and um, you know I was like oh god every day having to spend 20 to 30 minutes cleaning like glue off your hair to put it back on and see that more glue was there and you're just like go away glue (laughs) Um, and then trying to like fight that battle of of keeping your tights from smelling like death um, and airing out your costumes unpacking your makeup packing it back up like the whole day was just to get ready for the show but like on a day to day basis in Ireland like I have a huge amount of mad um, admin that comes from drag which you wouldn't really expect always costumes need to be fixed always new numbers need to be thought of you know you're dealing with whatever bookings are coming up and you edit your own tracks and stuff as well yeah I try I mean to be honest I used to edit a lot of tracks in Dublin and they're so hard in terms of like you want to cry of boredom while doing it it takes so long to figure out what will go with what and then to make it sound like you can actually edit music because most of us can't and um, so I put it off always to the last minute but I've gotten much more into that and I think the reason for that is partially because I've noticed the UK audiences respond better to that so I've been like trying to make sure the Irish audiences still love it but I noticed that that's something they're like okay I can get them with that and entertain with that so Yeah I thought it was mad because I obviously follow you on social media and we me and Breed went to the Miss Cracker tour and you were performing for it and I saw you tweeted about editing the tracks and how gas this particular one was going to be and it ended up being the Cock Destroyers and it was just I mean I'm obsessed with them Chef's kiss just they're so I didn't wrong. even know who they were until right now. I didn't know that was part of the Did act. Did you not? Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, the, no, I just thought it was class. Yeah, I remember saying it to you when we were sitting and I was like, oh my God. And you were like, 
<laughs> they are so wrong. It's right. They are coming to Dublin. I just haven't announced it. But uh, oh, that's really exciting as well. Um, but uh, yeah, because people keep asking, are they coming to Dublin? I'm like, yes, but I, I, I just, there's Don't so many things anymore. to announce first. But yes. And um, to be honest, yeah, I'm trying to pull more like, uh, like pop culture references into numbers, like whatever is in the like now that people are kind of like chuckling about. So that is... Um, something that I've been trying but I do wish with that Miss Cracker tour um, that Dublin wasn't the first date because I was like I was killing it by like show three or four maybe not show uh, two uh, but, no you, uh, ki- you killed it we oh. were there that was I was first time ever I was so you. so impressed okay because yeah. so I was backstage still listening it was like six minutes of dialogue and I was like get the words into your head get the words and I'm in the exact same boat right now learning something else God love Cardiff on Wednesday when they see if I know all my words <laughs> to um, bits of bird box and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> Do you still get nervous before you perform or? Yeah, all the time. I think nerves are really good though because sometimes it brings out your best performance. Yeah. Um, I think you can actually use them and, and be even better. You were just saying, you've mentioned a couple of gigs there. Obviously, um, as I said, I follow you on social media and you recently announced that you've moved from your 9 to 5 per se and this is now your 9 to 5 drag and promoting and booking and stuff. How did that come about and was that an easy decision? I, I decided like a year ago and I told my boss um, so I was working in theatre and I just loved my job so much I really did but anyone that's worked in the arts knows one it's not very well paid and um, two you have to go above and beyond a lot even though again it's not very well paid so I knew that Partially, I stayed in that job for so long because drag subsidised my income and I was able to you know have a nice lifestyle through being a drag queen but eventually I just wasn't getting any sleep so that really was what the decision was from it's it's never been my desire to be full time working on drag but I think because I'm running events on the side that was the you know I can do this do you know what I mean I have a reason to get up early in the morning because I have to work on these things I was always afraid about like completely giving myself away to the nightlife and for my life to revolve around you know, bars and like late nights because, you know, before you know it, you're sleeping in every day until like two and um, you're not maybe, you know, Ireland, it's only bright until what, half four, five at the moment. (laughs) So you get like two hours of daylight and that's if you get up and go straight out. So um, the main decision was, or the main reason was, things were just going really well. And I was like, right, I need to listen to the universe. If, if it's saying go this direction, why not? Give it a go. And if you if you do it for six months, great. And if you do it for a year, great. And you can always work again during, like, yeah. and get up another job. So I just wanted to ask you as well, obviously, we're all noticing the big change in like nightlife and stuff with venues closing down. And I mean, like we've, I think there was events held before in like Break for the Border and... Uh, what's the other one? Hanger, hanger, yeah. Um, this yeah. this big move of just like this closure of nightlife and all these venues shutting down. How do you think that's going to impact this scene going forward? Because I don't think it's really been a thing that's been talked about. It's been like it's obviously a prominent discussion and with the likes of DJs and the techno scene and mm. stuff. But it's something that's been on my mind as well when I knew you were coming in. Totally. I mean. You know, I think almost venues should stop letting me hire them because I've, there's a lot of venues that I've been in that are now gone. So I'm not sure if it's connected or what. <laughs> but like the dragon is gone. Break for the border is gone. God, I forgot about the dragon. Yeah. Oh. Hangar is gone. Um, Tivoli Theatre yeah. is gone since two weeks ago. 
I mean, the mercantile, I use them once on the side. That sidebar is now something else. So, I mean, what's that? Five venues? Like, definitely yeah. don't let me hire a venue. Watch your back, Liberty Hall. So, I mean, I think what Dublin is changing in terms of like nightlife to separate from like the event side of things that people want to go out for a specific reason or they want to go to the pub I don't think the super pub thing was ever sorry the super club thing was ever a real big thing in Ireland so the right venues recently closed yeah honestly what do we want we want to go to a bar that feels lived in firstly and I think that's a big Irish thing yeah. if it's too pretty we're like oh if I spill a drink people yeah. are going to notice and you know whereas if glass smashes in a homely place you're like yeah it's fine do you know what I mean we're Irish we're messy it's grand <laughs> um, so I think that's been like a big shift in how bar trade is happening but I feel like we're really in um in like not a great place with how many venues we have for like live entertainment. Yeah. So with Tivoli closing, you know, being honest, Tivoli in terms of a rental fee made it affordable for a lot of people to produce great events that maybe it's really expensive to do in like Vicar Street or uh, Olympia. Um, and it, we've we've just lost that one venue now that can hold a thousand people. Yeah, that kind of mid-tier do you know like what I mean? The next tier up is like... 14 to 1500 people and yeah. that's a lot of people to be honest when you're um, yeah. organising an event because a thousand people or a thousand capacity venue with 600 people feels great to be honest you're yeah. like this is fine but 1500 people with only 600 in you're a bit like Whoa. and we're very like again in an Irish way if something is not hugely busy all of a sudden we put a less value on it so it was like yeah it was grand it just wasn't very busy do you know yeah, what I mean yeah, yeah, totally. and all of a sudden it's not about what the event was anymore so yeah, yeah we've lost a lot and again with the hang- with hangar and stuff we've lost all these venues that could hold 500 people Yeah. so Liberty Hall you better not go <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed right. do you feel like Irish people are supportive of the Irish drag scene 100% I think the difference um noticing the difference in, in how we support it here is we've always supported drag. Shirley Temple Bar was like hosting Telly Bingo on yeah, on that was When we like, were talking about this I, we were trying to come up with like our first memories of it yeah. and that was immediately mine. Same, yeah. right? But that was like 19 years ago when she, she was doing that and you know, like that is mainstream. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't get more mainstream than that in terms of the grannies of Ireland marking their bin, bingo cards watching a drag queen on TV. Um... And like the George has always been hugely supported in terms of the shows from um, Irish girls. I think that is our to our credit because I know in America in certain cities and I know in UK in certain cities they really aren't supported in the same way. So, you know, we uh, we love a, a TV star coming to Ireland, but we also love, you know, going out and seeing the own. people that yeah. we, we know. Yeah. And, um, and I think that people root for their own people here in Ireland as well. So I don't, I don't know whether that's a, a cultural difference, but definitely people in Dublin for sure are like very uh, getting out there and seeing Irish drag. It's interesting when you say that about the US audiences, though I kind of wouldn't have assumed that. And I suppose it's only from my experience of obviously with RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff, you'd think people would be beating down doors and... Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously there is a core of fans who will go out and support, but... Totally. But it's But it's nice to hear that as well because I just would have assumed, I think there's a new subsection of people where it's you have Drag Race fans and drag fans and sometimes the two circles don't necessarily that, intersect. That's what I feel, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're dead right. And you can be a TV fan... Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a drag fan and that's okay like people can get wound up by that but it's okay if you like you know for instance I 
Okay, I don't like soap operas, but if I liked EastEnders, I could be a fan of that show. It doesn't mean that I want to go and see one of them live, yeah. do you know what I mean? Phil or, Mitchell. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but a big one, though. I was more of a Grant fan, but okay. Um, but yeah, I think that's okay too. I am curious to see how Drag Race UK affects um, yeah. drag audiences. I think, honestly, again, in Ireland, I don't think it will hugely change how many people are turning up. I don't think people will need that reason to come and see someone off TV to go out because we just like going out. But yeah, like yeah. in the UK, I wonder whether, you know, in America, unfortunately, there's definitely a case of more value is given to the drag from the drag queens who've been on the show. Um, even though there's some amazing, talented, talented performers who maybe aren't, you know, because they haven't been on the show, they're not being celebrated in the same yeah. way. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I hope that that doesn't happen. And in terms of Drag Race UK, are you considering it yourself? Uh, no, I'm not this year. So with Drag Race UK, I definitely gave it lots of thought. Um, and I was like, oh God, is this the right time to do it? Because as I said, I've just finished my job and I was like, I don't know whether, you know, hopping straight into that when I'm already committed to so many things that people don't know what is coming up this year. But I like I have basically until December programmed bar one or two things that uh haven't been signed and uh, contracted but like there's a lot of events that people don't know are happening that will be announced over the year so one I really need to concentrate on that because financially I'm very uh, committed to all those things so I need to make sure that they work or else bye bye apartment and uh, then I am really curious to see how they're going to do it I want to see is it going to be you know different uh, I want the inside leg basically yeah. inside leg is that a word <laughs> what Ins- is it inside scoop inside scoop I mean <laughs> the inside, inside leg, leg sounds pretty hot seen? too right do you know what I mean uh, I want to see how they do it because I feel like I could approach it better yeah. having seen one I mean they are saying it's going to be different to the US one do I fully believe that no and the reason is that Drag Race is a worldwide TV show it yeah. is not necessarily super based on, on American you know values and Drag Race fans now have been, you know, put in a place where they put a lot of value on these looks. And I just think that even though it's in the UK, the audiences around the world are going to be going, unless you're kind of of a certain calibre, the, the crap that's going to be written about you online is going yeah, to be, you know, you fairly major. Yeah. yeah so and it's I, money and it's time. Like, huge amount like of time, saying, right? Yeah. Um, and they were looking at applications literally the week that I finished. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. My job as well. Okay. I don't know if any of you have looked at that application, but what they expect of the girls to apply is major. Like, yeah. major. Oh, really? I say because, you know, if you just were a big Drag Race fan and then this mm. came up in the UK and you're like, I could do that. I'll just, yeah. I'll just start yeah. now. You but have to I make say, your own video, an audition video. And yeah. Like what they want is intense. But I, yeah, and I think the standard has, has just been so high and they obviously want to maintain that. And I suppose 
it's a household thing now. Like even I think if you don't watch it, you know what it is, as right, opposed to totally. maybe when it was starting in the US. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's just about maintaining that. Um, I just wanted to ask before we get into the most recent series, because obviously yes. I think that's going to take up a chunk of conversation. Um, what's been your most memorable experience in drag or touring? Uh, I think I have had probably the most fun experiences of my life in drag and it's probably the crazy nights that most people probably didn't get to see like we went to Fire Island myself, Veda, Shirley and Davina which is a little island off the coast of Long Island in New York and Fire Island is like a gay destination it is there's no roads it's built into a forest it's like wooden pathways uh, all the houses are wooden all the bars are wooden it's on the water Um and it's it's the gayest place on earth and I just loved it to be honest like we had some crazy experiences like going to something called the invasion there that you there's about like a hundred drag queens that get on a ferry and the ferry goes out and brings you back into the same island and everyone is announced off the boat one by one and we were the Irish girls and it was like you know very uh crazy and fun that's probably one of my most we weren't gigging the OG Firefest right right (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) but um, but for real it was so fun we weren't working we were in drag and we were crazy and in a little way I miss that as well because it's been so long since we've all gotten in to drag because it's something crazy and fun and we just want to do it it drag has definitely become for all of us it is work now do you know yeah, that kind of way yeah. so the let's go be mad girlos and get on a ferry in the middle of like New York no it doesn't yeah. happen anymore so like probably that and then kind of some of the mad experiences like being on stage in the um, Abbey Theatre uh, when they were doing the important of uh, important uh, importance of being earnest um, that was wild as well just being on the Abbey in drag like at the Abbey stage yeah. drag, weird Um and then more recently, just kind of feeling strength in, in growing confidence and like being on these weird tours that are not somewhere I thought I'd be a year ago, but now it's kind of fun and wild. Yeah. That moment going off the ferry sounds so heartwarming, just so life affirming. Yeah. It's just. I mean, there was cocktails as well. Too, you <laughs> know, Helps, yeah, it yeah. was the middle of the day. We were all in drag. And, you know, like some of us looked okay. I definitely didn't. Just walking off to other queens. Oh, like, no, everyone was announced off it. So you had okay. to give their names and like, you know, then they call you forward. And there was a huge crowd like watching as well, like taking photos. Like a cotillion or something. Oh my God, totally right. <laughs> it was, uh, it happens on 4th of July every year. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Oh, that'd be a sight to see. Oh my God, we And then moving on from that, I suppose, if you have been listening and you've been like, what the fuck is Drag Race while we've been talking? Drag Race is this... The ultimate bandwagon. The ultimate bandwagon, yeah. It's a big reality show in the States held by RuPaul, who is probably one of the most famous drag queens in the world. So we're running for a good few years now. I don't know how many. This We're ten? going into the 11th series. I think it's right. 10 years this year. Yeah, yeah. and then they do like uh, a certain amount of specials where they bring back past queens and make them compete as well and that's referred to as All Stars and the fourth series of that has just finished yep. um, with a pretty controversial ending right. um, if you haven't watched the end of it um, maybe pause this watch it and come back and listen or you should have watched it by now yeah. come on like it's three days <laughs> Fair. ago um, spoilers ahead um, the two winning queens were Trinity the, to- Trinity the Talk and Monet Exchange and it's caused a lot of discussion online and off 
what do you think about the ending? I Victoria? think the show has one winner and that is a fact. So RuPaul. yeah, I think <laughs> Oh my god, that's so true. Actually, yes, there you go. RuPaul's the winner, but uh, and he's won every season since yeah. it started. Uh, I think for the girls and I and I mean for both of them, it's slightly unfair on them because yeah. you know, one let one person have that title and let them go around and swish about being like I am the winner. This is my crown. To have both of them, one, the audiences are so passionate. And I think, I could be wrong, one of them is going to be consistently reminded that maybe you didn't deserve yeah, to get the crown Yeah, one you too. really didn't win. Right? Yeah. And I think that's going to be... And that's be, not fair either. No, like, that's not fair because she didn't ask for it. Yeah. And also, like, people vote with their feet for many different reasons. Like, when Shangela didn't win last year her show sold out within a day and I mean 50% of the tickets sold in a day because people were so outraged so not winning is sometimes the best winning like Manila this season yeah she's probably the biggest star out of the whole season Mm. is Manila and it's going to be great for her career so in the exact same way but to also for people that are given something that maybe people think that they shouldn't have gotten. They also vote with their feet in an opposite way. So I hope that that doesn't happen. But like just one person winning to me is would have been like the the yeah. right outcome. So our theory was that um, because of all the controversy with there being three black queens and one white queen in the final, mm-hmm. that Trinity maybe had one and then they kind of shoehorned right. their there second winner into the edit because the final edit I thought was There seemed to be a lot of discussion beforehand as well on the press tour. Um, There was a section where Carson actually interviewed all of the queens and at one point Carson asked them what it takes to win and Naomi said, oh, to be blonde and white. And there seemed to be like visible tension between them all. Um, It's just, would you have, would it have been something you would have been conscious of watching it? Because I'm going to be honest, there was a lot of, completely really unsavory memes and totally distasteful memes that went round and only when I saw them Mm. I was like I can kind of understand how people might think that the lack of representation is an issue when you look at the fact that the past three winners have been white Mm -hmm. but then at the same time we've already said it you can't have like you can't talk and like how is that how is that fair on anyone and I think we were saying that the ending probably was the fairest because if they went one way or the other Mm -hmm. As you said, the fan base is so passionate, but often that passion very quickly turns into vitriol and it's... Yeah, I think there there is definitely an issue in terms of um, how the audiences are reacting to the queens. I mean, if you look at it based on followers alone and Instagram accounts, you can see that the white girls are more supported and that is an issue. So if you were to base it purely on that, then... Yeah, I think there, there there is an issue that the girls and um, the black girls have to work twice as hard really to achieve maybe the same thing. Um, I don't think Drag Race is alone in that though either. I think that's no, absolutely. you know, all over. But uh, also with the show itself, I mean, there have been many winners over the, the regular seasons um, that it's it's a bit more balanced for sure but there's never been any Asian winners there's never been any big girl winners there's never yeah. been any Latino winners I mean that conversation isn't really being had uh, either but also I, I mean most of the winners from the regular season I would probably agree with most not all <laughs> but uh, so yeah, I mean it has it just to the be way the chips fell that they were yeah. the, the especially in All-Stars like the white blonde women were the ones that happened to yeah. be the best. Right. 
And I, I think now with how they've changed the regular season and the finale to be about this big performance vibe, that kind of changes it up even further. Yeah. So if you last it till the end of the season, you know, you have your big chance to go, right, this is my crown and I'm going to kill it in, in the performances. Um, but I also do think that a part of maybe potential decisions are like how popular the girls are too by the time yeah. they've gotten yeah. there, you know. Do you think we're at peak drag race in terms of obviously we have the UK coming up season 11 is coming out imminently apparently the calls have already been put in for All-Stars 5 and I know just among the community of fans like there's a an almost lethargy there now where it's like no more take a break and yeah. just it's like give the format time to breathe maybe come back and look at a few things but it just seems like RuPaul's like yeah. commission 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 you know what yeah, I mean totally I think that everything has a shelf life and the from a business point of view I'd be like yep we're gonna do 10 more seasons and I'm gonna bash this out and I get that completely. because people are gonna watch anyway yeah, you know what I mean they, they and will. RuPaul says that he's kind of very open about like yeah, he's look just at America's like in, model like, like it, it went so many different countries it went 22 seasons and then the format was kind of done do So I think in one way it makes sense for the the organisation, but uh, with All Stars, would it be any harm for them to take a year off? Maybe not, you know, Um, just to even let more girls come through or else let me have my absolute dream cast of like All Star people. Go on, who is it? Like, I definitely think Angina. Angina. Love. I always thought Sonique should have been there and I'm so glad that with the Christmas special that they did people got to see a bit more of who she is because she's so talented yeah, yeah. Um, who else I mean uh, I wanted Jasmine Masters I know she didn't <laughs> last very long I really did because when she performed in Dublin wow like she took the she's roof hysterical. off for George she's hysterical yeah. but I think she works so off the cuff that sometimes it, it's really it hard doesn't to catch yeah. 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 Uh, and again like Stacey Lane Matthews I know she appeared Stacey. this one she needs to come back um, I'd love to see probably like who who was in All Stars 1 there was a couple I was thinking the only the I love day Pandora Box All Stars 1 Raven Raven, I love Raven, Raven, Raven never got, yeah. Raven never got her crown I know she deserves multiple she needs ones. to come back yeah <laughs> just give her the crown and let her go and Jujubee definitely Jujubee yeah, yeah, bring her back as well because All Stars 1 like, like Latrice says I don't think that counts either no, no not was, at all it was hard to watch yeah, yeah. do you think in your opinion mm. has Drag Race helped or hindered the drag scene as a whole and I suppose even further than that the LGBT community right I think that it can um, help in many ways if you embrace it like you don't really have to be affected by it at all to be honest like there's lots of uh, queens I know that like drag race happens and they're still doing their thing and they're earning a lovely wage every week and it's all good um, it has definitely brought new fans out to the bars which is always good and I don't just mean for drag race related people but for the weekly shows and you can see that in the audience. I only literally did a, a show last Thursday and I looked into the audience and I was like, there's a huge amount of straight girls here because they love drag. And I'm We like, thought that about Miss Cracker as well. I looked around and it was yeah. like, Fanula, it's all straight, from right? what you can tell, straight white yeah, yeah, yeah. teenagers yeah. to like mid-twenties. There's no harm in that, you know. I mean, if they're developing a love in something, brilliant, bring it on. Um, I think that um, maybe the only thing that it has done is that people have a very um, strong opinion about drag now in terms of of keeping it in this little box. And, like, realistically, you know, like, drag race is happening, but also, like, probably the biggest star in the whole world who's a drag queen right now is Pablo Vittar, who's a Brazilian drag queen who is 
huge. She has 7 million Instagram followers. She has a huge re- uh, recording contract with like Sony or something like that. She's on her second album. She has toured all over South America on huge stadiums. Like she is massive. Yeah. And she is also in Brazil, which is not, a, it was, you know, known for being quite homophobic. So yeah. that's major for her to be so celebrated. And her music is fantastic. Um. So, you know, there is a whole other world outside of Drag Race is what I'm trying to say. And maybe sometimes get too focused on, people can get too focused on that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's great. I mean, the more drag out there, the merrier for me. I only saw on the way in today that there's something called Drag Me Up the Aisle or Down the Aisle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some special that they're doing. TLC kind of show. Uh, sign me up yeah. I am ready <laughs> like it's 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 brides who don't have the full confidence about you know walking up the aisle and being in the dress and the whole glamour of a wedding day and four drag queens who are going to you know help them get their confidence and I think that's ideal yeah. sounds genius to be imagine honest. Juju be just telling how class you are like yeah. just because right? I know for me I was never really into didn't really get the drag thing even up to college just not that it just wasn't ever on my radar yeah. I remember Bonnie and Clyde just to perform in DCU when she was only getting started yeah baby and then, queen yeah it was Courtney Act on Big Brother was like oh there's something in this and that was what got me on the bandwagon it was like RuPaul the drag race whole thing got me in but it just like kind of opened a door for me right. into drag as a whole totally so I definitely think it's a positive thing that way to just get people yeah. Kind of ease people in to see there's more to it though. Totally. And if that's all you're into is just Drag Race, there's nothing wrong with that either for the people that are doing that kind of way. Yeah. Because it's a TV series. I love loads of TV series and that's okay too. Um, But um, I think it's kind of like there's when people people say that they've uh, the fans have very strong opinions, a lot of those people are very young teenagers as well. Do you Mm, know what I mean? Yeah. And. I mean, I was a crazy teenager, so I can't really judge either. Yeah. I think it's been a great like learning point for straight people as well and a great excuse for them to check their privileges we have like I wouldn't know anything about like Paris is burning Stonewall riots like there's like trans rights even there's been so many areas that have been opened up to me because of Drag Race and then just even looking into drag myself I follow a lot of like makeup the makeup is the biggest thing for me just because I love makeup anyway and I love drag makeup I follow a girl at the minute uh, Lucy Garland she is stunning and I love her work and it's just Mm. given me such a newfound appreciation for this it's an art form like you couldn't say that it isn't Mm. yeah she's a really great example as well of how Drag Race can not just bring the queens up but also other people so she was recreating Drag Race looks and Mark Jacobs started following her and he brought her over for something to the US she's Australian and then she got cast on a TV show about makeup over there like that's pretty major but there's so many people that have like done well out of Drag Race from me putting on events to you know the merch people who are making the t-shirts Bible Girl has set up a whole yeah um, website yeah business basically that is huge um, and people are making earrings wigs hair like there's so many creative people that have been able to work more because of the show um, so I think that's a lot of plus, pluses that maybe people don't think about yeah, so I mean, if you're unfamiliar with drag or if you're looking for a focal point to start, I mean, follow Victoria, obviously, go out to the George, do your research. It's so immersive. It's a very... It's free as well. That's the free. thing about the George. Like, you can go in and see a show for free. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah. Especially in in Dublin of all places. Yeah, and I think you'll, you'll just always have a laugh. 
You, yeah. if, if you take nothing from it, you will take laughter, I would think. Um, Breed, will we jump into the mini bandwagons before we uh, yeah, so, scoot on um, off? My first mini bandwagon of the week, I know, is going to be a big one for Victoria. I feel like you can enlighten us on this. And that's Lizzo. Yeah, Lizzo is Lizzo finally is seeing her star yeah. shine. I saw the performance of her on Ellen and she uh-huh. like dancing around and then she just whips out a flute. <sighs> and that's where she gets you. Yeah. <laughs> If you have not heard of Lizzo, look her up. You'll definitely know her song. Oh, she's amazing. What's the big song? Juice is a Juice is the is Whopper. What's Boys the, is Whopper. Good um, as hell. Good yeah. as hell. Good yeah. as hell. You'll know. Oh, it. She's fab. You know, uh, we were in talks to bring her over like last year, and I kind of put it out there to see how you know how many people would be excited about it, and just it didn't. You know, it didn't get great f- uh, feedback at the time, and I was so frustrated. I was like, she's amazing, yeah. but I was like, oh, I don't think it will work. And now time. she's too big. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm thrilled for her because she's so cool and so talented and different as so well. So different. Really Just different, like, yeah. yeah. It's nice to see a pop star like that like actually breaking the mould mm-hmm. as opposed to like and the flute breaking like, the mould the flute. <laughs> who else could make a classical flute that cool <laughs> I know what's next Breach um, there's a little company I want to give a shout out to called Ban on Tees and they're a little company up in Donegal and they're making t-shirts with Irish slogans on them so they say like yes Queen and Irish yes Bannery I have a degree in Irish <laughs> you're a leaf fat breed for like, God's sake buzz all and then I think a portion of their profits go to the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre very good um, and they're really nice t-shirts they're really we cute. stand a good cause yeah so they're a good bandwagon to jump on and finally Breach and my final one is kind of uh, off the back of last uh, last week's episode it's Dirty John and it's a new series on Netflix based off the true crime podcast but it's a series so it's kind of like Big Little Lies yeah it is I binged it all yesterday it's incredible if you're looking for something new on Netflix that's the one for you if you're a Nashville fan as well or a Friday Night Lights Connie Britton Queen of My Life she's in it um, I haven't watched it yet but I will just for her because I'm obsessed with her and it's so. not really it's not really a true crime documentary vibe it's a series so well worth the watch yeah very dramatic so before we let you go we got you a little present for coming in Um, how exciting where have you been hiding it (laughs) (laughs) so we got you they're very small things so manage your expectations it's in a a lovely bag (laughs) we got you a nice uh, little travel mug for when you're pre-drinking because I often see you pre-drinking in the the taxi in the taxis and I also got you um, laundry nets for washing your tights oh my god thank you and that is like most definitely needed because uh, I brought one like pennies bag for life and I used the hell out of it on the last tour (laughs) so thank you so much that's cute and yes I have been pre-drinking in skanky plastic 7-up bottles we all do it we all do it. I mean, it's this fine. is my glow up, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Start from the bottom, now we're here. Thank so, you. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug before you go? I mean, I, I think, honestly, to push the fact that there's so much free drag in Dublin so go see the drag in Dublin first and foremost like the shows that are in the George pretty much every night of the week there, there's a show on and then buy all my tickets <laughs> where can they um, find you? you can find it on dragdup.net because I'm original like that and dragged up seemed you know we were all dragged up right? <laughs> yeah there's a load of good events coming up Jeez, sure you might even see me and Breed at it so yeah definitely Fing- sober if, yeah very sober <laughs> sober and virginal um, thanks a million for listening as always uh, like rate subscribe rate review subscribe comment, follow instagrams yes twitter um, much appreciated as always and thanks again to Victoria for thanks joining for us for this in. episode um, we'll see you soon bye, bye
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.